Please turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We are looking at spiritual warfare. We are looking at the armor of God. And we talked about being strong in the Lord and the power of His might. One commentator said, It is not the amount of strength we have that is important, only its source. Amen? And we need to know that that strength is coming from God. And in that, I believe we can grow stronger. We can allow that power to begin to work in us even more if we know that we're not trying to conjure it up. If we're not trying to produce it. If where it's coming from is limitless. Amen? Then all you need to do is just relax and let it flow. Hallelujah. Amen. Always reminds me of trees. You know, you never hear a tree straining to produce an apple or an orange. You'll never hear it going, What's wrong? I'm trying to make an apple. No. (laughs) Okay. Amen. You know what? It just grows. It produces fruit. As long as it's being fed the right kind of food. Amen. You know, I try to grow things and they don't. Because I don't feed them right. And uh, that's why I get fake everything. I'll have to edit this out of the tape. Anyway, so <laughs> But you know, it is so important that you feed yourself the right food. Not everything that is under the guise of Christianity is good for you. It might be good for someone, but it may not be good for you. Don't ever listen to things that are taking you down notches. Always look for the thing that will take you up one. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because if you mix what you're getting, if you've got more weak than strong, then the whole thing will move towards weak. Because we tend to have a habit of latching onto the last thing we heard. Are you aware of that? Okay. So again, the Apostle Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And then, it is with this power at your disposal that you are now ready to commence your successful confrontation with the unseen. Demonic spirits that have come to wage war against the flesh and the soul. And while the Apostle Paul goes on to say now in verse 11, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles or schemes of the devil. William Hendrickson points out, Man must equip himself, now it's the ladies too, okay, with a full suit of arms. That is, it is he or she who must put it on. You need to put this on. Amen? It is also he or she, and he or she alone, who must use it. Amen? You can have the armor and still not use it. You need to put it on, and then you need to use it. Alright, nevertheless, the weapons are called the full armor of God. It is God who has forged them. It is God who gives them. Not for one single moment is man able to employ them efficiently except by the power of God. Did you get that? We need His power to use His weapons. 
See, this is the reason why he begins with be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and then says put on the full armor of God. Because if you are not strong in the Lord and the power of his might, then that armor isn't going to go on. Because it's God's power that is needed for you to be able to wear God's armor and use God's armor. Alright, let me continue. In his commentary, John MacArthur says that the phrase put on carries the idea, listen to this very carefully, of once and for all, of permanence. When you put it on, you put it on permanently. In other words, the full armor of God is not something to be put on and taken off occasionally. But it's something to be put on permanently. Let's pause there for a minute. People say, well, I dress in my arm every time I go out the house. Don't take it off when you come home. Sometimes that's where you need it. <laughs> Have you noticed? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Alright. This is, this is armor you can go to sleep in. Is that a new thought? Amen. Don't take the stuff off. When you, when you put it on, leave it on. It won't clank when you turn around in bed and keep you up. Okay. Is that kind of army? It's good. It works. It's from God. I tell you, it will keep you asleep. It will keep you safe. Amen. So we need to learn this and we need to retrain our brain now because I got taught, before you walk out the house, make sure you put on your armor. And I taught that stuff. I have to go find that tape and erase it now. But, okay. But, you know, we learn, we grow. Amen. We have to be careful that we don't take spiritual things and apply natural things to them. Because yes, naturally you do get out of your pajamas and put on your work clothes before you go to work. But under all of that, your armor should always be on. You should never be naked even when you're naked. Can I say that? Regardless of what you have on on the outside, on the inside you're always fully dressed. You're fully armored up. There's nothing that can come at you from anywhere that can take you by surprise. This is where we lose most of our battles when we're taken by surprise. Our shield is down. We don't know where we put our sword. I know, I put it on the bedside table before I went to sleep. You know, people use the Bible and say, well, I put my sword next to my bedside. This Bible better not be your sword. The sword is the word in you. Not the word next to you. (laughs) Amen. You know, the Jews, they used to stick that little word on their forehead. Make little things and little boxes and, you know, they said, because they want the word really close. You know, the problem was, it stayed there. Interesting, isn't it? You can be very religious and still be powerless. The armor of God is to be the Christian's lifelong companion. Don't ever get to the place where you're going, oh, I'm tired of putting the armor on. And, hey, why'd you take it off? Now you've heard this message. Amen? Amen. It needs to be your lifelong what? Companion. You need to see it as a companion, not a burden. Do you hear what I'm saying? It is the devil that starts to get you thinking, Ah, I'm so heavy. Excuse me, we're not carrying this in our strength. Be strong in the Lord. The power of His might. And you know what? It will never be a problem. You'll never get tired of having to use your faith or use the sword of the Spirit or any of those things. And we'll talk about all those things as we go. 
Amen? Today I want to change your thinking like I do every Sunday. Hopefully something inside will change. You'll get a new revelation and you'll step into a higher level of glory and power and strength. Amen. Amen. Satan comes here, he is not going to find a weak Christian. In fact, I want him, if ever he comes here, to bring an ambulance with him. Because he knows there's pummeling going to take place. The price of him sticking his head in here is high. It needs to be that way, family. I'll talk to you about that a little bit more later. Alright. It provides believers with divine power from Him. This is from Jude verse 24. Jude only is one chapter, okay? It provides believers with divine power from Him who is able to keep you from stumbling. To make you stand in the presence of His glory, blameless with great joy. Hallelujah. That's what this power is there to do. It allows you to stand in His glory. Remember Gabriel said, There's very few that can stand in the presence of God. I'm one of them. <laughs> Amen? Remember when Zechariah was giving him lip? Okay? That's what he meant. But you know what's interesting? Every single one of us can stand in the presence of God. Because we have the power of God inside of us. We are children, not servants. We're His offspring. That's why the Apostle John was going, it's incredible. It's, it's almost bewildering to think that we could be called the children of God. See, he got that. He understood what it meant to be a child of God. It meant, unlike in the Old Testament, you know, when David was bringing the ark back, and it, it was tipped and somebody put their hand to stop it from falling, they died. If you were there, you could hold it up, you could play with it, you wouldn't die. Because what's in there is in you. Did you get that? We are new creations. We have been born from above. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, a very religious, very devout Jew. And let's just be clear about this. That man was a good man. He was doing all the right things. He was honoring God. He was never invited to Jesus at trial. Oh, yeah, there was a few exclusions there. That, that thing was just a, a circus. So, with that knowledge, and remember Jesus knew the hearts of all people. With that knowledge, Jesus says to Nicodemus, you must be born again from above. I could just see Nicodemus going, but I do everything right, don't I? Yes, but that isn't what's going to get you to heaven. You need to change on the inside in order to be able to stand in the presence of God and to have the power of God activated in your life. You see, nobody that is not born again can have the manifestations of the Spirit or the Spirit empowering them. Because it can't empower a dead spirit. And it needs to be one that is compatible with God. That's why God can come in you in the form of the Holy Spirit because inside you're like God now. That's what being a Christian is. Amen? Let's move on then. The phrase, whole armor, is taken from the Greek word that refers to a Roman soldier who is fully dressed in his armor from head to toe. Okay, and we're going to look at all of that when we get to verse 13. Understand something. You need to dress yourself from head to toe and leave it on, but it needs to be from head to toe. That's the reason why I'm taking this a little bit slow because I don't want to rush through this. This isn't something that you go, okay, I know that now, let's move on. No, no, no. It's not about what you know, it's about what you're doing. Can I say this? The further in we go in this, the more dangerous you're going to become to the devil. 
The more dangerous you become, the more he will attack you. If you don't know about this stuff, one of the worst things that a church can do is preach truth that makes you dangerous to the devil and doesn't teach you how to protect yourself. There are Christians that do such good work out there and then they just get attacked. And don't become one of those persecution-minded Christians. You know, if I'm not getting attacked, then I'm doing something wrong. And when you're getting attacked, don't be so excited either. You know, some people, unless they're being attacked, they're not happy. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? No. Okay, let, 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 me, let me expound on this a little bit. When you start opposing the devil, he will come at you. Alright? And when he comes at you, that's when you know that you're doing something right. But when he comes at you, if you are stumbling and falling and having all sorts of problems, then that tells you that you're not ready for that fight yet. Do you hear what I'm saying? That doesn't mean you quit. It means you just hear more word. You need to find out where your armor is weak, where you are weak in the word. Do you hear what I'm saying? And then shore yourself up and go back into battle. See how you go this time. Amen? What a lot of Christians do and the mistake that they make is they go into battle, they get attacked, they go, oh, hallelujah, I'm finally there. You know, and then they stay there. They don't do anything to strengthen themselves. They continue in the battle. You know, even natural people are not dumb enough to keep wounded soldiers out there because they don't work really well. You ship them back, fix them and bring them back out. But for some reason, the devil has convinced Christians that, oh, if you're not hurting, and if you're not going through all kinds of whatever, then you know what? If you're not walking against the devil, you must be walking with him. And I've made that statement. But you know, we grow. We mature. We edit our tapes. No. <laughs> okay. right. no. but, but that is what growth is about. What I began to realize is this. Yes, the enemy will come at you. From every side. But remember, the Bible says, they'll come at you one way and flee seven. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not come near you. They're coming, but they ain't getting to you. Do you see the difference? That's the glorious church. Not one that's just suffering along with everything. It has learned to take on the enemy and win. If you're not there, keep working at it. All I'm doing is showing you where you can get to. All I'm showing you is that there is a place where you can have the peace of God that passes all understanding. You can be doing everything for God. Have the enemy fighting you on every side and losing. He needs to lose. You need to win. Amen? Okay, let's get back to this now. The Greek word able... When he says again here, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The word able here is taken from the word that describes explosive ability, dynamic strength or power. And so the Greek phrase that you may be able could be more accurately translated that you may have incredible, explosive, dynamic power. That's the able. It's not a, oh, I think I'm able. No, you go back to bed. (laughs) You ain't able yet. Amen? This is dynamic. Do you know what dynamic means? Opposite of standing still. My son, when he was little, was very dynamic. 
He still is pretty dynamic. Oh, he's here. Okay. <laughs> now he sneaks in and sneaks out without being seen. <laughs> and you know what's interesting now? When I see him doing the things he does, I think, thank God. Because if he wasn't that way, he wouldn't excel at the things that he excels at. Do you hear what I'm saying? Don't medicate excellence out of your kids. Just because you don't understand it or the world doesn't understand it yet. Alright, getting back to this. So following this, we have the phrase, to stand. Which is taken from the Greek word, which means to maintain a critical and strategic military position over a battlefield. You see, all the time, you're fighting in the spirit, and you're gaining ground. Don't lose it. Amen? Unless the ground you gained wasn't meant to be gained. Then back off. <laughs> okay? If God says, you're in the wrong place geographically, son, move, move. You go, okay, Lord. Because you know, when you do that stuff, you're in trouble. I have learned to do both. I have learned to stand my ground when I'm in the right place, and I've learned to move when I'm in the wrong place. Amen. And it's always been a blessing. It also pictures a Roman soldier who is standing upright and tall with his shoulders thrown back and his head lifted high, full of boldness and confidence. This one isn't flinching. Too many Christians flinch. The devil comes at you and you go, Oh, oh, okay. That's the devil. Don't do that. You flinch, you get hit. You keep your eyes open and you know you can do something at least. You know where it's coming from. Are you all here? We need to learn to be that way, family. We need to learn that when things are coming at us, we need to attack it, not run from it. One of the things that I learned when I was going into ministry, a statement was made. The person said, you need to pay a price and you need to pray a price. A lot of people are willing to pay a price, but they're not willing to pray the price. People are more comfortable doing something and being busy all the time than stopping and going into the prayer room. And saying, okay God, something isn't working here. It isn't about working harder and smarter and all that stuff. It's about what's in your will. Where's your provision? And sometimes, you know, we had an individual that came into our church once and, you know, this person said, oh, you know, that phone should be ringing off the hook and we should be always be busy. And that, that was the, the way that person thought life should be. And to that person, if you're not busy, well, you're not doing stuff. And I know that person wasn't praying as much as they should have. They were just happy to pay a price, but not pray a price. Do you understand? I have found it is better to take 10 minutes, 20 minutes out and hear what God has to say about something than be running around in circles and wasting your time. And then you're exhausted, then you're tired, and then the devil attacks and you're, you're just tired, man. You know why? Because you've been out of God's will. Yeah, but I've been doing God's work. No, you've been doing what you thought God needed you to do. You didn't go check with Him. Sometimes we get one instruction and run out the door. Wait. Give it another minute. <laughs> Amen. There are so many times I've thought, okay, I think that's it. And God said, oh, I'm not through yet. Ah, what's the problem? You need to tune in a little bit more. Interesting, isn't it? Sometimes we don't want to tune in anymore. That's enough. Thank you very much. Who knows what I'm talking about? Amen. We need to learn how to tune in. And you know what? The more you get to God and into His presence, the more and more power is distributed into your life. And the more you will move in your gift, not in somebody else's. I want to pray a lot and be really good at... No, that's not how it works. 
<laughs> you pray a lot and see what you're good at. Did you get that? Amen. And don't look for somebody else's gift. You do the thing you're called to do. And other things will blossom from them. If you are faithful over the little that you have, then God will make you ruler over much. He will multiply things. But if you're trying to be good at something you're not good at, then He looks at you and says, No, still trying to be somebody else. Not satisfied with who I made them and who I designed them to be. Until they are, we can't move on. And that's what the devil does with Christians today. Let's get back to this. Ability. Standing. Not backing down. Amen. You can only do that when you are in your gift and when you're in the place you're meant to be. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Okay. The intent of the exhortation here is not unlike that of our Lord to the embattled church at Thyatira, whom He commanded, hold fast until I come. Alright, that's in Revelation chapter 2, verse 25. That is His command to you. He didn't say, just barely hang on. He said, hold fast. That means you stand there, you fight, you win. Amen. Amen. You don't give up any ground. I want you to see that you don't have to go through the mud and the mire and all kinds of problems in order to be serving the Lord. You can serve God and be in a strong position. Amen? And whatever comes at you, you just take them out. Amen? For this cause, the Son of God was manifest that He might destroy, not put up with, but destroy the works of the devil. We are the church that continues that work. Can you imagine what would happen if the church stood up and did what it was told to do? And walked in that power. Can you imagine the world today? The devil would just quit and walk off. Because all of his people will start failing in their business. The wealth of the sinner will come to the just. We'll have all the money. And they won't be able to do much. You can't do a lot when you're poor. <laughs> Amen. You can make a lot of noise, but we have the money. We can switch you off. <laughs> Amen. <Okay. laughs> uh, too much of that has been happening in the other direction. Yeah. All right. Next we have the word against, which is a Greek word derived from the word that denotes a forward position or a face-to-face encounter. You know, when you're going up against the devil... Don't be afraid to go face to face with him. It's the devil. Oh good, I can push his face in. That should be a response. Not ah, and run off in the other direction. (laughs) You know, we we really need to change our attitude and our approach. He should be afraid of us, not us of him. It's a very funny thing. Somebody actually said, as going on. On the one hand... The devil, you know, has all these movies showing how powerful evil is and everything else. And everybody's scared and looking under their bed. And then on the other hand, the total extreme opposite is, oh, there's no devil. No, that's just stuff we make up. It's just in your mind. Isn't it interesting? Never a balanced view. And that can only be generated from hell itself. And we must not get caught up in that nor allow people to be deceived by that. Keep an eye out for that. Amen? Because a lot of times, the devil, he wants people to either ignore him, or be afraid of him. What does that tell you? He's a coward. If you go face to face with him, he'll lose. Amen? So you need to realize that. 
You're dealing with something that doesn't have the guts to come out in the light. But you are in the light. And if you stay in the light, that's what First John is all about. If we stay in the light, then He can't do anything. Because He only works in the shadows. He works through deception. Subtlety. You know, He doesn't want you to know He's there because you might step on Him. <laughs> Amen. Finally, there's the phrase, the wiles of the devil. The Greek word here is where we get the word method from. And according to one of the commentaries, it says it carries the idea of craftiness, cunning, and deception. See, no power, craftiness, this is against us. Against the world, He has power. Can I just say that? We need to understand that we are not a part of the world. When He comes against us, He's coming against God. He's coming against the angels of God. They stand there. Your angel didn't quit when you took your nappy off. <laughs> okay? You know how everybody says, Oh, when you're a baby, you have an angel assigned to you. Well, the guy doesn't quit. Give up, punch his card out when you grow up. You might get a little frustrated with some of your life decisions. But he'll stay with you. That's why at any moment, anybody can get saved. Because God doesn't remove that angel just because you're messing up. Amen. And sometimes people look back on their life. And you know you hear this. How God looked after me even when I didn't believe in Him. How many have heard that one? Do you know why? That angel never quit. He was fighting stuff off that you wouldn't even dream existed and came against you. And He was there. That's why it's very disappointing to them when you bow your knee to the devil. When you do something dumb. And he just has to sheathe his sword and go, okay, I guess we're sitting this one out, so to speak. Don't ever put your angel through that. Let him be happy he's assigned to you. Not waiting for you to drop so he can get reassigned. You know, they don't quit. You know that, don't you? <laughs> okay? He won't go to heaven, man. He'll just get attached to somebody else. And his, his thought will be, I hope this one's better than the last one. Let me just finish with this idea. We'll, we'll quit here and come back next time. I hope, this is, I hope this is getting through to you. I hope this is helping you. Like I said before, I don't want to give you a lot of information without the inspiration. I need you to do something with this. Amen? It's not what you know, it's what you do. It's a door of the word, James says, that is blessed. Amen? Alright, so let, let me just finish off here. Again, it carries the idea of craftiness, cunning, and deception. The term was often used of a wild animal who cunningly stalked and then unexpectedly pounced on its prey. Satan's evil schemes are built around stealth and deception. Now notice again, unexpectedly pounced on its prey. This is what I said to you before. Be careful. That's when we lose our battle. When we don't have our armor on, something comes at us from left field, so to speak, and we're just not ready for it, and then wham! We need everybody to pray. <laughs> Hello. Okay. <laughs> Alright. You know, can I just say this to you? The manifestations of the Spirit allow you to see past, present, and future. Those manifestations are for you every day, all the time. They're not for a religious setting. They are for a world that has fallen. So, you know what? You need to tap into that and say, God, before something happens, I'm going to know what's going to happen before it happens. Because you know what's going on. You know the decisions people are making. Now, He doesn't know until they make it, but once they make it, He knows where it's going. He can let you know if you're going to get in the way. 
The number of times that God has just told me something and I've been ready for it. Are you psychic? No. Yes. <laughs> Not the way you think. I know the one that knows all things. He lives in me. And we need to be walking in that just as a natural thing. And when somebody's lying to you, you need to know they're lying to you. They could have fooled everybody but you. Because God lives in you. And He can see into the hearts of people. Do you hear me? And if we don't exercise these things, family, if we don't expect them, they won't happen. You won't activate them in your life. I want you to begin to expect that to happen. Expect to know things. Don't ever make that excuse. How was I supposed to know? That is for the world. That is not for you. You need to say, God, I should have known. You knew. I'm sure you were trying to tell me. You don't want me to be taken by surprise and ever lose in anything. Amen? Not from a pride point, but from a place of getting His will done in this earth. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Okay. I'm going to stop there. And we'll pick up here next time. Matthew 24, 24. Jesus says, For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. We need to know that nobody is exempt from this. That's why we need to grow in these things and get to the place where He can't deceive us. Amen? We will be the elect that will not be deceived. How could you say that? If you say to this mountain, whatever you say, that's what's going to lodge in your heart, and that's where your expectancy is going to be, and that's where you'll receive from God. And if you don't, well, you're going to go down with everybody else. People think, I'm humble by not saying stuff like that. No, you're stupid. You're setting yourself up to fall now. Humility is to say, I am strong in the Lord. Not in my own strength, but I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I have His mind and I know all things because of Him. Not because I'm so smart. I have Him in me. Amen? Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank You for Your Word today. We thank You, Father. For all that we are learning.